it was a, a really enjoyable week. And I know that in uh, the future, we're going to enjoy thinking about that. Uh, we have a great Google album that we've uh, put online so that we can do that, so we can review that. And I'm telling you this because I, I see some similarities between our experience on the cruise and Maybe not similarities, but some comparisons that I, I think are appropriate for our Lord's Supper. First of all, the ship was huge. Uh, it's 18th in size of uh, all the ships, cruise ships in the world. Uh, there were people there from all over the world. Uh, we saw people from Indonesia and India, uh, uh, Africa. Uh, the list goes on. I heard almost no English-sounding accent on the boat, uh, which was uh, delightful in so many ways. Uh, one of my favorite people that, uh, that we met was a young woman named uh, De uh, Debbie. She served us in the garden lounge uh, the Garden Cafe, and uh, one of the sweetest, most wonderful people. There was food everywhere. There was the Garden Cafe, Taste was another place, Savor, the Manhattan, and the list goes on. Uh, more, more food than you could possibly even begin to eat. You could eat all, virtually around the clock. I think maybe there were some times that uh, people took off, but uh, for the most part, food was available at all times. But you had to have a ticket in order to eat that food. Uh, that was your, your cruise ticket. And when you went on the ship, uh, they gave everybody one of these cards. This card has my name on it. Um, whenever I went into a restaurant, same for Bev, we had to take our card and touch this little square reader anywhere in the ship. And it would record our presence in that particular cafe or whatever it was. I think that's an, an extremely important point in what I'm wanting to say to you, is that you had to have a ticket to eat. Third, I noticed that the people that served us were often invisible despite incredible kindness and, and good humor. Uh, our, our cabin attendant was, uh, was just the sweetest man and he always greeted us when we came out of our cabin every morning. But not everybody saw them. Not everybody saw them. Even though they were equally visible to everybody in the ship, possibly visible, not everybody saw them. And another thing that struck me was there was a section of the ship called the Haven. Uh, we were at the very back. I sh just showed uh, Brett a, a picture. We were at the very back of the ship. We had a balcony, and we looked almost dead center on the 
waves proceeding from the ship as we went along. The cabin to our left was in Haven. It had a big sweeping wide balcony and uh, one day the door was open and I could see in and see that there were rooms, not just a room. Special rooms. One day Bev and I got uh, turned around and we went in this one elevator and this guy stopped us and he said, where are you going? And we said, we're going to our floor on the 11th deck. Well, I'll go with you. Turns out that was uh, one of the elevators that accessed the Haven and only select people were allowed in there. I could go on. It's, 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 it's not my way of saying don't cruise or that cruises are a bad thing, but I think cruising is metaphorical for the human condition. I think we, we saw in it uh, a lot of things that seem to be true of human beings in general. Call of Jesus is different. Uh, the call of Jesus is to a table that is set for everyone. No one has to have a ticket to come there. It's like that wedding feast uh, that Jesus uh, talked to his disciples about. A feast in which, uh, frustrated that the people that he first invited don't want to come to the feast. And so Jesus sends out his servants and he says, go invite everybody. Go out to the highways and the byways and wherever you find people, invite them to come to my feast. There's no haven at this feast. No separate rooms like the church had at Corinth. Everybody's invited equally. Everyone is welcome. In the kingdom of God, everyone has significance. No one is invisible in the kingdom of God. There's no caste system, no way of saying you're better than, than this person. But you realize, don't you, that there would be no such meal as this if Jesus wasn't the one who stepped up and say, said, this is not the way it ought to be. This is not my Father's vision of kingdom and table and fellowship and humanity. So he went to the cross, but just before he went to the cross, he sat down with his disciples and he said, I want to re-envision this meal for you so that in the future when you eat it, it's not going to be a Passover meal. It's going to be a meal uh, that brings to mind the kingdom and the love of God. So uh, take your bread. And let's give thanks for this.